0: Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. We've got a hell of a show for you guys this evening. At the tail end of the show, you're going to hear Richie admit uh, that he is out of control, has a problem with a particular thing. Won't ruin that for you now, but. The, the long and short of it is people end up getting in touch with stuff that they can't get a control of either.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think what we'll do, we'll, we'll offer you a, a bonus service because so many have been coming into the show yes. that we didn't have room for them all, so at the end you will also hear some fantastic, it's actually some fantastic bargains and some ideas of other things that you might want to go uh,
0: deep into. What, no, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, we don't want to get people hooked on, <laughs> on these things as well, but just enjoy them with, with caution, that's what we're going to say. It's only a Thursday, as we've ascertained at the start of the show, uh, but there's already been a lot of water under the bridge on the Hometime Show this week. It's been a busy old week, hasn't has it? It has been. Uh, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone for their messages of support uh, during my Facebook Marketplace debacle. I was quite angry on the first show of the week, wasn't I? I finally managed to get hold of a balance bike for our three-year-old daughter, Thea, this morning. Great news. Having gone on a bit of a run-around. The, the run-around to Wakering, that's what I was going to call it, uh, on Facebook Marketplace at the start of the week. But It's a very cute little bike. Got it this morning it's for her birthday, which is at the weekend. It's called a Zoop so something like that starts with an X two O's a T and a Z it's in hot pink looks very cool she's going to love it when she yeah. opens up as a present which is a great thing and I thought as we were wrapping it up ahead of her birthday this morning I was thinking that's going to be a, a life defining moment isn't it that is Thea's first ever bike and nothing will ever change that that will stay with us indelible for the rest of her life and I thought let's talk first bikes in this first hour of the show what was the first ever bike you ever had in your life blue and yellow look this up blue Uh and yellow it was a rally I know that much I
1: think people who know more about bikes uh, would recognise it more than I did turns out it's called a rally burner rally burner I just remember it being blue but it had these sort of like yellow innards to the wheels and little foam bits on some of the sort of crossbars it was
0: really cool I loved it it sounds cool it was cool I I had a rally chopper which was you know the one with weirdly it was very 1970s looks like uh, I might have been involved in an, an like an early 70s safety video about being safe and seen in the evening <laughs> cycling around. Weird had a gear stick uh, between your legs, and
1: didn't it have sort of like a, a, a sort of a higher up saddle as well, kind of like a back to it.
0: Back to it with like uh, used to, people used to put like wires with. <laughs> fox's tails inexplicably <laughs> on the back of it but why why would you have the gear stick there i mean there's a generation of kids who've had an accident your voice has gone up an octave straight off the bat right there
1: <laughs> here's a cool name the rally tomahawk
0: well that sounds good
1: yeah. fitz says all my mates had bmx so i joined in with their stunts and their jumps now the rally tomahawk another one like uh, you mentioned earlier had the little lever in the middle <laughs> so uh, he says it wasn't built for stunts and neither was i after
0: trying them. why did they do that it's so <laughs> weird another thing that's coming from through in terms of appreciate everyone getting in touch tonight with the bike that they had rally cornered the market did they ever was there any alternatives to rally when you were a kid I, I do remember one bike that was like um, a futuristic bike do you remember it had like plastic stuff like Tron stuck to it and like a barometer and a, and a speedo and everything oh, wow. it was the top end only the dead posh kids had it if anyone could furnish me with the name of what that bike was I'd be uh, hugely indebted to them Jeff Dreyer has tweeted to say he had a 70s model Schwimm Stingray complete with banana seat Loving Beautiful. his work. Been I mean, trying to get to the bottom of what was this futuristic bike that only posh kids had, and had like stuff stuck to it, like Tron. Chris says, "I think the fancy bike could still be rally. They had a bike called the Street Hawk that had plastic, uh, plastic coverings and a battery-operated horn with various functions." But someone else says, "I think that bike with the plastic screen was the Rally Wildcat. It had a button which played different sounds when you pressed it."
1: Love the idea of a bike that played sounds. It was next generation. This stuff. Uh, Chris in Liverpool wants to put forward the Falcon. Pro Mag Flyer.
0: What, that sounds... Even the name sounds amazing. What <laughs> a bike that is. It's the best
1: name I've heard of so far.
0: Uh, keep your stuff coming in. What was your first bike? We've got Nigel on the line. What was your first ever bike, my friend?
2: I had... Well, I think you've just mentioned it on here. I had a Tomahawk.
0: They're proving popular, the
1: Tomahawks. What was special about yours? Oh, no. Well, mine was special because my dad painted it with house paint. He
2: painted it carrot and blue and, <laughs> put, and, put, and put West Ham stickers on it because I had a West Ham-inspired bedroom when I was six. Yeah. <laughs> And I always remember it because it lasted about a week and all the paint started flaking off.
0: <laughs> There's a metaphor there about West Ham season, but we won't go into uh, it tonight. Uh, no, no, don't
2: do it. Uh, And do, do you know what the worst thing was? Underneath the paint, it was bright orange.
0: Oh, <laughs> dear me. It's
1: the away kit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a goalkeeping shirt, I always said. <laughs> uh, I could see Thea on her bike this weekend, uh, much like Brian in Washington, who says uh, it was a rally bullet which Man. went really well with my
0: cowboy outfit. Wow, did he used to cycle around his estate in a cowboy outfit. That's what he's saying. That's, um, it's like Carmen from South Park. Uh, Mike <laughs> says, uh, I wanted a BMX but my dad got me a folding shopping bike as it was practical. Uh, my friends would undo the hinge in secret and laugh as I'd fall, fall off going around the first corner when the bike folded in half on me. Kids are cruel, aren't they? They really are. <laughs> Jessie says, After months of begging my mum for a BMX like everyone else had, she finally caved in and for my birthday got a BMX loose goose. Oh, good name. If you Google image the loose goose, it's not quite the cool factor of the regular BMX. It included a soft piece of padding to cover the brake cable and a kickstand with a plastic human (laughs) foot on the end. Probably the only BMX in existence that managed to make me look less cool than I already was. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Lisette, what was yours?
2: Yeah, it was a purple... Pegasus, and there's a fabulous painted white horse with wings on it. It was wonderful.
0: <laughs> wow, so a lot of people have been talking about rally bikes, right? We, we were saying earlier on that rally seemed to have cornered the market back in the day. Yeah. I've never heard of Purple Pegasus before.
2: Well, well, Purple Pegasus wasn't the actual name. It was The colour was purple, and Pegasus was the make. It was great, because we lived in a, a little old house in the Forestry Commission area, and uh, basically, my mother had bought, and she hid them in the back hallway... So she basically said that the door lock had jammed, so that we couldn't we couldn't use the back hallway for like two months while she hid them.
1: <laughs> 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 and this was the very first bike you had, or was there anything you Absolutely. had before?
2: It was the very first new bike I had. But as I say, my father decided he was going to make me a bike before this, oh my word. and he and he found two old bicycles and welded them together. <laughs> 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 and needless to say, when he decided he was going to show me how it worked, he got on it, and the thing just fell in half instantly because it wasn't made for an adult. It was—it was, it, it wasn't made for a child either. I feel like but... I feel like
0: this story should be you able to you know, press a button and hear it in a museum for for kids if they moan about Christmas Day or anything. This is how Christmases were. <laughs>
1: So it's the back to school time of year. Always strange to work out exactly what day it is. Some schools back yesterday, some going in today, some little taste today, tomorrow. Some decide they'll go back on Monday
0: and start for the beginning of a week. My eldest daughter, who's starting big school, they get the whole school to themselves tomorrow. Year seven. It's good going. So they get. can you remember what it was like before? you? It's like yeah. getting thrown into the, the lion's den, wasn't it? Straight in there. They're suddenly like, in a big school, and like there's big kids everywhere. It's like that bit in Jurassic Park where they lower a cow a cow down to where all the dinosaurs are, and all the trees move. <laughs> That's what it was like when you were year seven. It's different now.
1: But it is that time of year as you uh, start to get ready. Takes you back, doesn't it? Getting ready to go back to school. You're not even going back to school if you haven't got a brand new blank. I think we should complete this sentence because there's just so many things that yeah. you could finish it off with back in the day. You're not even going back to school if you haven't got a brand new blank
0: Scientific calculator. (laughs) I think scientific (laughs) calculator is one of the biggest swindles in in the modern world, right? Because remember, you had to buy it. It was plastic. It had a plastic case and everything. Which of course you would inscribe your name in with the compass. Uh, and all, you, know, you need you're going to need all these symbols, this stuff, that all those buttons along the top. You're going to need them in uh, GCSE or whatever. I think I only ever use pi. <laughs> Any, did anyone listening to this right now use anything other than pi in a scientific calculator? Cos tan and sin.
1: I remember it on there, but I don't know what they did.
0: I, I've got no idea what those. They three like they sound like um, some new signings <laughs> in transfer the tra- transfer window. window. <laughs> uh,
1: you're not even going back to school. You haven't got a brand new scientific calculator. I, I think you could go with the uh, the math set, the protractor, yes, uh, the, uh, the the compass, the set square. I never
0: even used any of them either. I think there's a, there's a, there's a pattern developing here.
1: <laughs> You're not even going back to school if you don't have a brand new blank. Complete the sentence, which Steve has done with pair of football boots. Oh yes. He then goes on specifically going back to back in the day, saying Puma or Adidas or Nike, they were acceptable. Gola,
0: not. I see. I had Gola boots. They're like boats, like a pair of canoes. You never seen anything like it. Molded studs and everything as well. Uh, quite a few people childishly saying. Brand new combine harvester. All right, get your joke out of the way. <laughs> Don't ruin our phone. In someone else says, You're not going back to school unless you've got a brand new briefcase. In my day, says this kid, Oh, there's always one in each year, wasn't there? <laughs> there
1: was. I can remember Johnny in hours.
0: Dazza says, Uh, you're not going back to school unless you've got a brand new head sports bag with a detachable end. Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. What was the
0: point of the little bag you could take off at the end? Like. Was that, for, was that for shoes, for, for PE kit? Or was it practical or not really? I think it seems like a little handbag you're going to step round town with it or something. <laughs> Keep your change in there.
1: Dave was more a Slazinger bag, man, he says he here. And he's also putting Doc Martin boots. Loving his work. Uh, right, let's catch up with Lisa. What's, uh, what are you filling the blank with, Lisa? Lunchbox.
0: Yes, of course. Now, the lunchboxes were like almost like you wearing on your sleeve what you were into. Yeah. So you had like a Transformer mm-hmm. one or My Little Pony. The picture would be on the front. Is that the kind of lunchbox we're talking yeah. about here?
2: Yeah, although. I think they're lunch bags nowadays. We used to have like the plastic hard case ones, yeah, with a little handle. But nowadays they're a bit more sort of wipeable, with a more of a bag style.
0: Got to have room to have fruit in them, haven't you? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I
1: know. But
0: back in, back in the day, when you used to sit down and unlatch your He-Man uh, little uh, lunchbox, it was like you're doing the um, uh, doing the budget or yeah. something there with your little <laughs> yeah. little box.
2: Yeah, it definitely was the red
1: case job. <laughs>
0: But yeah, <laughs> that's great, Lisa. Thank you very much. Cheers, Lisa. Thank you. See you. James says you can't go back to school without an expensive reversible rugby shirt. Oh, I remember <laughs> the reversible you know rugby shirts. It reminds me, though, although they were like a staple of growing up, it reminds me of playing rugby at school, which was just awful. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. If you want to know what I was like at rugby at school, <laughs> Watch a proper rugby match, like an international. Watch the ref. The ref would be me, but in the game, like nearly in the action. Oh, oh, he just got away. Oh.
1: Now earlier, you put forward scientific calculators. A huge and- con they <laughs> exactly said that? Uh, Graham's got a little bit of uh, intel. He's he's on the phone. Graham, you've got some intel for us about the scientific calculator.
0: Uh, I did. Yeah, I used to uh, store. Yeah, there was an ability to you know type various different things in there. So I used to store my formulas and equations for my science and maths exams in there. And then wow. obviously your teachers would think you're just using the calculator normally, but actually you're looking up the equations you need for the exam. Wow, <laughs> that is unbelievable. You are, that is I can't get over this. <laughs> and there was tons of stuff like cheating stuff that went on where people are, like, writing on ribbons and stuff and pretending to go to the loo and everything or writing it on their arms. But I've never heard of storing actual information on the calculator. Well, when you're doing your exams, etc., you know, that sort of age. I mean, I was doing my exams. The classic Championship Manager 4 was how I wanted to spend my free time not revising <laughs> and exams uh, and formulas and equations and stuff. So, you know, you've got to do what you got to do.
1: Graham, what has this uh, hard work ethic and skullduggery uh, meant that you have ended up doing for a living?
0: Oh, nothing to do with science or maths, unfortunately. i work working recruitment. OK. Bit of, of scalawaggery going on there occasionally, is there, a bit? No, not at all. It's a myth. All recruitment
1: consultants are angels. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Graham. Yeah, right. Are you even going back to school if you haven't got a brand new blank? Complete that
0: sentence. Peter says, Shatterproof ruler. And he does add, What hellish incident happened to result in all rulers needing to be shatterproof?
1: Was it because we used to put them on the side of desks and make them make funny
0: noises so they had to become shatterproof? Oh, I love that game. i have yeah. forgotten about that. It's great fun. We need to do that. I'm going to go and get a shatterproof ruler and we'll sort that out this week.
1: <laughs> Helen says, as many smell Rubbers as I could fit in my bag. I can smell them now if I close my eyes. And then one more on scientific calculators. We still chat. Mark says, my eldest starting A levels next week. 100 pounds no. for a brand new calculator.
0: You're joking me. Not joking. That is, I told you it was a big swindle. <laughs> and this, whoever the kid is who's doing A-levels, you'll only ever use pie. <laughs> agree we are all one big
1: family we Bush. Are. bush myself and you guys we're a big family we depend on you to make this show work so that works the other way as well when we've got a problem if i share it with you guys hopefully you'll all help together not just bush of course absolutely 100 that goes without saying which is why i am holding my hands up to say uh, and and realizing publicly i have got a problem with portuguese tarts we've put it on Twitter someone's instantly coming with is it the cost <laughs> no I am talking about pastel donatas oh okay gotcha. quite a delicacy uh, and the cafe that we go in uh, for our little pre-show planning meeting yes we plan the show uh, before anyone comes back with yeah. that one yeah. um they do these beautiful pastel donatas and I've I've
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've started like I'm out of control you are you are out of control and I'm sat opposite you and I don't know what to do am I like should I eat He's, going, he's having another tart with his cup of coffee. Should I say anything? So,
1: what I've done today, on the train on the way in, I messaged Bush. I said, mate, when we get in the cafe today, if I look like I'm hovering towards a Portuguese tart, just
0: say no. If you've got a hand anywhere near a tart, just say no, slap it away.
1: I get in the cafe... He's not there. He's about three minutes away. So I'm ordering. I order us two coffees and then the bloke behind the counter goes, Pastel Donata. (laughs) Of course I am. I'll take one. You get in. See it there. What
0: are you doing? It was a bigger tart than the one you had last time. It was. You've got an
1: even bigger one. It was a huge tart. It was a deluxe one. Do you have something that you can't say no to?
0: You've got a problem. You just can't stop. I I, I am a little bit addicted to, actually two things, dirty flapjacks. I love a dirty flapjack. In a service station flapjack. Okay, so that's what you mean by a
1: dirty one like, like one of those really big slabs it's got yeah?
0: no nutritional value at all <laughs> I may as well just put my teeth straight in the bin but I absolutely <laughs> love it it makes me feel alive <laughs> and I have a similar feeling with Fisherman's Friends the mints the sweets I, I, sometimes if I get tired I'll eat a fisherman's friend go and breathe in really quickly or put a mask on and breathe into my eyes to make them water and I feel alive again you could combine the two dirty flapjack
1: infused with
0: fisherman's friend
1: someone could do that for you
0: bring your Portuguese tart <laughs> over what a weekend we got <laughs> we'll have sauce. quite a party we will
1: please look, let, let's let's all help first of all if you see me eating a pastel donata just say no but secondly <laughs> what can you just not refuse Tina's not helping I came to the group here to try and get some support Tina says they're even better warm
0: from the fresh counter and little. That's enabling, isn't it? It's not helping. Thanks, Tina. Peter Hannis says, I cannot say no to salt and vinegar Pringles. I'm actually convinced they're covered. Oh, I can't read the rest of the text. should have just read ahead a little bit there. You lot honestly, can I just say tonight, some of the stuff you lot are texting and tweeting in is muck. The weird the weird thing was that you said um, don't let me have any more and I was like I'll see you in the cafe and then you said a follow up text. I knew what was going to happen. He said I'll see you in there. I was like No, he's doing.
1: <laughs> he's buying his darts. He is. Uh, is there something that you can't stop, you're out
0: of control with? Right, this bit we're a bit concerned about here because uh, someone has texted in one that we're not sure about. We've been umming and orange during that last song about whether to call them or not. I thought Do you know what, in for a penny, in for a pound tonight. So we've got Steve on the line. Steve, tell everyone what. <laughs> you can't say no to?
2: It's the Uncle Joe's Mint Balls.
0: Okay, now, we've struggled with whether we should call you about this or not, Steve, and uh, we're a little bit concerned as to what they actually are. We've never heard of them before. Can you please tell us what uh, Uncle Joe's Mint Balls are, (laughs) whether they're called?
2: They're a lovely wrapped sweet, come in a cookie jar. You can buy them on Amazon.
1: Uh, They're wonderful. I was introduced to them by my colleague, Amy, a short time ago. Now I can't resist. Uncle Joe's mint balls. Oh, now look them up. Look now, them up. now, now. Yes, they that's come a, in a
0: big jar. That's a dangerous at work Google search, isn't it, Uncle Joe's it mint balls? My turn
1: is. Yeah. When, when, when my colleague told me that, I thought, who's going to Google that? <laughs> yeah. They've been knocking around since 1898, according to the internet. They've been around a long time, Uncle Joe's minty balls. They've, uh, they've stood the test of time very well. Steady. Oh, all right, behave yourself, Steve. <laughs> Steve. We're having one of those nights. Having so. fun here. All right. <laughs> Cheers, fella.
0: Thank you very much Bye. indeed. Thanks for having
1: me. Bye. You can tell the nights have started to draw in a little bit as we're into September because it's been a long while since the final hour of the show has seen us go down a bit of a food wormhole. That's what this has turned into, this. Big style. I've got a big problem with pastel donatas. The Portuguese tarts. Can't stop eating them right now. I'm out of control. Uh, you're getting in touch with the other things uh, that you can't stop with. Paddy in Cheltenham says, someone please help me. Scampy fries. Oh, I
0: love scampi fries. Oh, take me to the pub right now. Straight into the pub a a couple of those. Uh, we mentioned earlier we had Steve on the phone. Do you remember Steve talking about uh, Uncle Joe's m- minty balls? Yes. Uh, Tony Durkin has tweeted us with a bit of clarification here because we had to get Steve off the line because he was did. playing up. Uh, Uncle Joe's mint balls, a household name in Wigan, right up there among the northwest sweet shop delicacies such as Everton Mint. There's plenty
1: of things that uh, you guys can't get enough of and you've got to keep them coming. But Miguel is hanging on. Miguel is Portuguese himself. Miguel, you have some, some further info for me about- about the pastel de nata?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we in Portugal, it's like you you are doing it, but we drink espresso, yeah?
2: And uh, a Portuguese star, we call it, yeah, like you say, pastel
0: de nata. Yeah. And uh, if you put a bit of uh, cinnamon powder on it, if you like cinnamon, oh, you're going to love it. (laughs) And it's
2: much worse than... Rich, gonna, Richie's trying gonna, to give yeah, him yeah. up. He's
0: trying to cut down here. You're not, you're not helping. You're making this sound even nicer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. But I, I had to share this thing with you guys because in England, nobody knows that of the cinnamon powder and it's really great. Miguel, Whoa,
1: and- I am going to go into the herbs and spices <laughs> aisle of the supermarket tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a little shaker of cinnamon powder and trust yeah. me, my friend, I will be dousing my tart in it.
0: Uh, Just a small bit, okay? Not a lot, just a bit. Don't overdo it. Is that what you're saying, Richie? Don't overdo it. (laughs) Right then, at the start of the podcast, we promised you even more things that our hometown show listeners are kind of addicted to. Such as Chris in North Wales says, "Please don't say it's horrible until you try it." I've started eating jam and cheese and onion crisp butties. I know you're going to say no, 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 but like I said, don't knock it until you try it. It's soft, crunchy, sweet, salty, and cheese. What's not to like? I think I would try that. I Sounds think good. I would try that Nutella from the jar.
1: Says this text here. I've, I've got images of Winnie the Pooh just like fisting <laughs> it out there into the mouth.
0: It's just disgusting. You put it in such a lovely way. Thanks for the <laughs> mental image. Someone else says, "Forget scampy fries." which you heard during the show it's all about cheese moments unfortunately it seems they've gone out of production that's an interesting point Scampy fries what cheese moments that he's saying oh, here Oh sorry so it's weird though isn't it like if you if there's a snack you're addicted to and then suddenly it goes out of production that's a panic on isn't it Big time I used to, I used to have nightmares as a kid that Marmite would stop Imagine that
1: Yeah no more Marmite uh, MJ in Watford I'm finding it hard to resist the 18 pack of Fosters for 12.97 <laughs> at Asda at the moment. I'm buying two a week. Come on now, sunshine.